Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Good morning, One Hope Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Hannah. And this week, our passage um, that we are going through is Romans chapter 9, verses 1 to 16. Um, It's the overarching theme for this week and for this morning the passage that we're going to be looking at specifically is from Malachi chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. So I will read it for us. It says, A prophecy, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. And I have turned his hill country into a wasteland, and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Edom may say, though we have been crushed, we will rebuild the ruins. But this is what the Lord Almighty says. They may may build, but I will demolish. They will be called the wicked land, a people always under the wrath of the Lord. You will see it with your own eyes and say, great is the Lord, even beyond the borders of Israel. So this is our passage for this morning. And I don't particularly like it, but it is in the Bible, and so we are going to wrestle with it together. Um, So I think the the hard part about this passage is just the the strong language um, used um, where the Lord says, Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. And I think something important to note with that phrase um, is that it's not talking about, like, on the individual, personal level that God loved Jacob specifically, but Esau he hated, but rather it's about the nations that each of Jacob and Esau represents. Jacob representing Israel and Esau representing Edom. And so it's more about how God chose Jacob and did not choose Esau. Esau. Um, And I think um, this kind of wording reminds me of where Jesus also uses um, strong language later on in the New Testament. In Luke, we find in chapter 14, verse 26, when he's talking about the cost of becoming a disciple, he says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And so in this situation, it's also the word hate isn't super literal that like you must hate these people, but rather it's a uh, It's just a strong, it's like hyperbole almost to indicate that it should be like your love for the Lord should be as if you should be so much so that it says if you hated everybody else. But um, as we know, to in order to love God, you have to love others. And so it's more of a a comparison thing of where your where your values are at and. And it's just a use of hyperbole to to get his point across. But even though um, we've kind of changed it from being the love versus hate to the chosen versus not chosen, that's still a hard concept to grasp of God choosing someone and not choosing another. And I think our Romans passage does a good job of kind of explaining what this means a little bit more. In Romans 9, verses like 6 through about 13-ish, um, we see that um, Paul is describing, explaining how um, it's not the, not all the descendants of, 
here, I'm just going to read it. Um, yeah, so starting verse 6. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet, before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose and election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And so here we see that the context is really about emphasizing how it's not by works that we can come to know God, that we can achieve salvation, but rather it's God's choice um, and that he is sovereign in that. Um, but we also see that it is it doesn't matter whether or not you are physically born to Israel or not, because it's not the children of the physical descent, but the children of the promise. And so um, just because you were born to a chosen nation doesn't make you saved. And and the whole point of Romans chapters 9 through 11 is really about the sal- that salvation is being open to the Gentiles as well as the Jews. And so going back to our Malachi passage, it is significant that, um, that God chose Jacob over Esau because Esau was the one who had who was in the right, he was the firstborn, so he had every right to be um, the chosen one, to receive the birthright or whatever. But instead, God chose the one who didn't deserve it. Um, And so this passage here in Malachi, the title in my Bible, it says, Israel doubts God's love. And so um, he's using this example of, his choosing of Jacob over Esau as an example of how he has loved Israel um, to answer their doubting his, their doubting of him. Um, and so God choosing Jacob is an example of his love for Israel. Um, and not only that, but we also see as it as this passage goes on, he talks about um just how, in, like, verses 4 and 5, how, um, like, God continues to take care of them, um, and protect them against Edom. And so we see that God loves Israel because he chose them before they had a chance to do anything good or bad, just because of his, just because he wanted to, he just chose them. And then also because he's just been faithful, um, ever since, um, to Israel. And not only that, but in verse 5, it says, you will see it with your own eyes and say, great is the Lord even beyond the borders of Israel. I think that's a really important verse right there, just that end, even even beyond the borders of Israel. That God's plan does not end with Israel. He is sovereign outside of just Israel too. He's working in the whole world. Um, and his purpose to use Israel is to reach the Gentiles, as we'll learn as we go 
further into our Romans chapters 9 through 11 study that God uses the Israelites to save the Gentiles and also the Gentiles to save the Jews. Um, And all for the purpose of saving the whole world. Because great is the Lord even beyond the borders of Israel. So I think there's there's a lot more that can be unpacked here in this in this passage and that can be studied and and learned from. But I think we'll just end with um yeah, just the point of God God loves us because he chose us because he's good, not because we're good, but because he is good. And he desires for all to be saved and come to a knowledge of him. So let's pray. <clears throat> God, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us um, so that all who believe and place their trust in you, Jesus, can receive eternal salvation, that we can be in a relationship with you once again. Um, I thank you that it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise. And so I thank you for the great lengths that you have gone to save us. Um, And I thank you for your heart to bring others into your kingdom too um, and to make yourself known beyond the borders of Israel into all the world, Lord. Um, Yeah, we look forward to the day when all nations, tribes, tongues will will gather and worship you, Lord. Um, Yeah, I pray that you would... um, Yeah, just help us to remember your love for us and to not so easily doubt and forget your love for us, Lord. But help us to just remember all the things that you have done already for us. And we just, we don't thank you enough for all that you've already done for us, Lord, because you've done everything for us already. Um, And we don't deserve it. And so we're just, we just thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.